You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. As generally, we're makbid that if we're going to be giving matanot levionim, uh, we should give to someone who's like us, at least somebody who doesn't have to be from our city, but someone who's not uh, uh, someone who's the din is to get matanot levionim on Sunday. And uh, not to send to Aniyim in Yerushalayim. Now that you should try to find Aniyim or Aniyim here. Um, that is the Minag. Now, Rebel Yoshev says that that Anapur Mishulash, um, they give they do Matanat Levyonim on. On uh, they do matanot levionim on Friday, as the Shulchan Aruch paskins. Imkain ain't shum chisron v'shol matanot levionim me'ariaprozim So this brings up a question. Okay, so this year there's definitely not a problem. But what about that a normal year? So um, the truth is, is that the closest thing we have to that to this minag is in the Magen Avram. The Magen Avram says that you shouldn't give matanos levionim before Purim because you're afraid the person will spend it completely before Purim. So you see from the Mogan Avram that if you, there's not an issue of him spending it, that um, you could give it as long as he has it on Purim. So L'chorah, if you give a person matanos levionim before Purim, you send it before Purim. And it reaches that person on his Purim. So your Yod say the Chov Matanas Levyonim. However, the Birke Yosef says clearly that you shouldn't give before Purim. You should give Matanas Levyonim on Purim itself. And we talked about before how you can, right? Now, why? Because it depends on the person who's getting it. Now, if it's based, so basically, it's a din in the person getting it. So even though he's not like you and he lives in Yerushalayim and he only gets it on, your, on uh, let's say, in a normal year, he would get it on, on Tetvav, you would still be Makai Matanas Levyonim. But you see that even though that's the case, and it seems from the Mogan Avram and others, that you could send, you could actually give Matanus Levionim, and the, your Shalmi gets it on your Purim. I'm sorry, then your Shalmi gets it on, 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 on his Purim. That's good enough. But Rebel Yoshev says we're mocked on doing that. Um, and the reason must be is because when when the Yerushalmi gets it on a normal year, it should be also the same dime that the person giving it has the Chiyuv. So therefore, if you do live outside of Yerushalayim, the Minag of the Rabbanim was to give to someone from your town, someone or someone like you who doesn't have Purim on a different day. And obviously, 
uh, people who give matanas of yonim in Yerushalayim should give it only on the 15th to people who that's their Purim. So they shouldn't be sending money to the poor people in the Modian Elit or some other place. If you remember a couple of days ago, one of the people in the Shir asked me if you can take from your Meister money for Matanos Levionim, and I mentioned how it's a separate din. Now, let's say you, you feel you, you gave Matanos Levionim with money you set aside specifically for that. But then people start coming to your house and asking for money. So we know the Allah is Kola Poshet Yad no Stimlo. So Rabbi Yoshev was asked, okay, people come to your house and they say they're collecting for A, B, C, they're just running in. So can you give them Maos Meiser? Well, Chavra, why not? It's only, right? It seems to be an addition. So you already did Matanus Levionim, so take your Maos Meiser and give to these people. Rabbi Yoshev says you have a problem. Why? On a regular, a person comes, he has a, he has a letter, uh, you know who he is, there's some sense that he's a real Oni. But since on, 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 on Purim, Koa Poshet Yad knows them low, so you, he might not be an Oni, <laughs> right? He might be someone who's decided to, to jump in. So don't give your tzedakah money to him <laughs> because it's possible that it, that was muktash for real tzedakah. So, first of all, Matanus Levionim is a separate din in Tzedakah. And even the idea of Koa Poshinyad Nostinlo is just an idea of not, of trusting people. But that doesn't mean that he's really an Oni. And therefore, it might be usher to give him the real Tzedakah money. So that's why Rabbi Yoshim says if you're going to give him, you should have other money for people, you know, like some, but don't necessarily, you hope it's Tzedakah, but you shouldn't give it from the Meister money that you already dedicated. You remember last week we spoke about um, doing mishloch monos for someone else. In other words, to to give on behalf of somebody without him knowing about it. And uh, we wondered whether you're makayim the mitzvah with that or not. Uh, whether you're makayim ishrayeyu, where the other guy is sleeping, he doesn't know, oh, I gave for you. A husband and wife, we said, was different. What about matanas levionim? Let's say you know somebody's busy and you say, you what? I, let's, I'll go to you, Moshe, and say, pick this money up for Dr. Kogan. I know he's busy. Okay, now, um, in other words, so this money I, I'm going to give on behalf of Dr. Kogan to uh, some honey. And Dr. Kogan says to me, oh, I was busy. I wasn't able to do my thumbs. No, yes, I did it for you. So, in other words, right, um, could you do it that way? So basically the way it works is like this. First of all, it can't, it, it's it obviously not, it has to not be my money. So what it is, is that, again, I'll explain the way it works. Me, Moshe, and Dr. Kogan, right? So I tell Moshe, pick this money up and be, and be zochit for Dr. Kogan. Give it to me now. And now I'm going to give it to an Oni. Because this way, Dr. Kogan, your money went to an Oni without you knowing it. So why can't that work? So Rabbi Yoshev thought about it. And he said, okay, yeah. Really, it's obviously not what Mordechai and Esther had in mind. You know, because unlike a regular tzedakah, that there's a kpedo of the Rambam and others that the person shouldn't see you, 
and it should you shouldn't have personal interaction. He shouldn't know it was you. When it comes to matanot levyonim, it's a matana, which means that that the person realizes he's getting a gift from someone. He he appreciates the man who he knows is giving it to him. By tzedakah, we actually try to keep it a matan beseser. So matanot levyonim is definitely different, and. There should be the knowledge of the person giving it, but he says if it's really uh, the person is a, is not going to be able to fulfill the mitzvah because uh, he's so busy, so he says that um, Rabbi Yoshev says it probably works, but it's definitely not the spirit of Matanas Levionim. Let's say you happen to know that the Ani owes money to the to the bank. Or the Ani owes money to the to Makolet, and you pay off his debt. So are you Yotzim Atonis Levionim? So Rabbi Yoshev says no. It's got to be even though the Ani uh, uh, that money you give him in a way there's a shibud to the bank or the or the Makolet or whatever it is, but to be Makayim the Nasina of a Matana, it has to be something, okay, maybe he'll go with that money and pay off somebody, I don't know. But, but to you, to go to the bank, or wherever it is, to pay off his debt, the person he owes the money to, that would not be the Kiyum of Matana Tlevionim. Okay, what about, uh, instead of giving Mizuman, uh, you give to a poor person um, a check that is post-dated. So Rabbi Yoshev said, well, it depends. It doesn't have to be necessarily currency. But let's say, for example, he could take that check and go to a gamach and they would cash it for him uh, or a currency exchange place. They sometimes will do that. So then it has a din of money. But if, if it's only something that he could, you know, like you're giving him like an IOU that he can spend later, then... Uh, then you would not be Yotze, the mitzvah of Matana Slavionim. We've heard Rabbi Yosha's opinion that even though you have the Suda on Sunday, in many ways, you don't say Alanisim, and it doesn't really have a din of Purim in the same way in terms of, although you do the Suda's Purim. In the same vein, Rabbi Yosha felt that an Avel could daven to the Amud on this Sunday in Yerushalayim. Because, as we said before, even though there's going to be a Sudas Purim, it's not really Purim in that way. Um, speaking about Avelut, um, the Ramos says uh, that a Yesh Omrim ain't Avelut no Purim. Now, when I was in Avel, um, for my mom, uh, I went to be with my father on Purim that year. And I remember we were invited to come to a Suda. And I remember there was a Talmud Chochem who said to me that it's a Sezen Shulchan Aruch, that uh, so you should come, you should come to this uh, Purim Suda. However, I showed him what it said in Yeridea, that if you're not used to going to a certain house and it's unusual for you, that you don't do it the whole year. Um, and, you know, and we argued about it, whether that includes Purim or not. Anyway, uh, you know, we had a Purim Suda, but we stayed home. 
um, I didn't feel I could I could go. I mean, now that it's uh, you know I'm, it's uh, quite a number of years later. That was my mother died in 1990, so um, that's um, quite a bit of time already. Uh, it's about 31 years already. So I'm not sure reconsidering this situation. I'm not a hundred percent sure about Um Still, there should be some yismaitut b'minei simcha. Um, let's say if you're betoch shloshim, um, Rabbi Yoshev was asked, could you have your normal Purim suga with your sons and your grandsons? Uh, and it's 40 people. And Rabbi Yoshev felt that that's the way you usually do it. Uh, you should. Now, again, this was the Ramah that I told that Talmud Chochem about. But Rabbi Yoshev felt Purim kibin shekena derech litasif. Remember, the Ramah says even a Sudas mitzvah you don't make a big deal about. That's the Ramah in your Adeya. But Rabbi Yoshev felt if you usually have a big Purim suga with with all your children and grandchildren, and this year you don't. That would be Avelus Biparhesya. And therefore, Avelyosha felt that actually you're probably Mufui if they have the same type of Purim Suda, even though you're Mamish Betok Shloshim. So that would be a Psak for, for sure after Shloshim, not to be Mamayat in the type of Suda you would have, even though you're an Avelut. Now, I guess the same, the, the question would be what about somebody who usually comes to that Suda who's an Avelut? Like let's say, you know, your brother, your your brother comes with his wife, and his wife is Bavelut this year. So would that be a problem? You know, in other words, you're the one who makes the suda. So for you to have a nothing suda or a small suda would be like a velut. But let's say your brother usually comes to you. So would that be a velus if he doesn't show up? So I don't think so. I think Rebel Yoshev would agree. And again, that would go back into the, the machlokas I had with this Rav in Memphis so many years ago, whether we should go, because we, we weren't used to coming to this person's house. Again, obviously, the emotions are very, uh, very crucial in this type of time. About, and, but still, um, what about a person who uh, has very weak eyesight and the only way they can read the Megillah is by putting on top of the Megillah a big magnifying glass. So, Lachora, you would say that um, you can wear glasses, but this is a little bit different because here you're actually placing the, the magnifying glass on the, on the paper itself. And that's the only way you could read it um, or read it properly. So Rebel Yoshim said, if, if you need to, you can, but clearly he was not so happy about that. And um, we talk about children, of course, um, coming to the Megillah laning. And um, obviously they want to clap Haman. Maybe this year there's no clapping Haman. But um, what's the age where you should be makbid 
that your child should sit with you in terms of hearing the Megillah. So they asked Rebel Yoshu. So he said, it's interesting, because you might think it should be uh, younger than this. He felt once he's 10, generally, he should sit next to or sit with the Megillah and not miss one letter. Um, but a child that's less than 10 years old, you really can't expect them to have an attention span to be able to sit for 25, 30 minutes, 45 minutes and listen to the Megillah and sit there. Um, again, maybe they should just go outside, which Rabbi Yoshev said is fine. But I think Rabbi Yoshev has a, a, a very sharp sense of who human beings are. Probably around 10 years old, the attention level is strong enough that uh, they're going to be able to sit through the whole Megillah reading. But less than that, don't try to push it. Okay, just two more little points from Rebel Yoshev. We talked about Matanos of Yonim tonight quite a bit. Let's say um, you you uh, gave you gave Matanos of Yonim, you thought, and then you found out that the guy that was collecting, the one who came to your house that you gave, and oh, here's my big money I'm going to give to you. You found out that he's a total phony, a faker. That he's somebody that uh, has been running around ripping people off. So what should you do? And that was the person you gave for that. That's who you had in mind for Matanas Levim. You didn't, you didn't hedge your bets. You didn't uh, give to the Rav or to other people. That was, uh, that was, this was my Matanas Levionim. So what should you do? So Rav says, um, obviously you're an Anus. You were tricked. But he says, as soon as Purim is over, whatever shear you dedicated from Matanas Levionim, you need to give as soon as possible. Because in a way, that um, that is a shibud on that, on yourself. So you should try to find an Ani as soon as possible, and you owe it to him. So even though it's possible you weren't Makayim Matanas Levionim this year, but there's still a chiv to give that to an Evion. So the, the mitzvah, you probably don't have because you're supposed to give on Purim and you didn't. I think the better idea would be to go find the crook and get them all his money out of him. <laughs> if you can find them. But, but, but the point, Moshe, the chidush here is that the, the, the money you set aside, the chiv that you had put in your mind that you were going to give Matanas of Yonam would say this $200 that you had to give you, you still owe that, even though you gave it to the crook. That's still meshubed to, quote-unquote, some evyon. So even though when you give it, let's say after Purim, it's not Purim for you anymore, but you have a, a choshen mishpat chiyuv to give it. You're not makayim the mitzvah, and God will be mochel you for being, because you, 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 right? You're an onus, but you still have to give that money. And you're right. The you, person it, intended to give, and he gave. But he didn't. He made, it happened that he gave to the wrong person. Right, but, but he was. Right, but he, I think I, it counts for him that he gave. Maybe, but the, but he still owes to an evyon that money. That's what he says. That you still have to give the same sheer kibin shenishtabed bepurim to give to an evyon. That was like a nether that you made. I'm going to give to an evyon a certain amount. You dedicated it. The guy comes to your house. He's not really an evyon. You think that he is. 
So you, so you still owe to an Evion money, even though it's after Purim. And you should do it as soon after Purim as possible. That's the Chiddush for Rebbe Yashem. One last one. So we talked about, of course, uh, uh, Purim Meshulish often. So let's say you have a person you're Shalayim this year who, for some reason, didn't get around to reading the Megillah on Friday morning. Then it was only, it was already Ben Hashmoshos, already after Shkia on Friday. So could he read the Megillah with the Brocha? Why? Because, remember, uh, really Chazal took away the din because of the takon of, of caring but really from Mordechai and Esther you would have read the Megillah on Shabbat so, but we gave you this eights of doing it on Erev Shabbat so if it would be Shabbat completely well you made a takana. but now it's Bein Hashmashos and you can read it so fast right he's able to get the Megillah read in the 20 minutes of Bein Hashmashos it's a suffix Shabbat so maybe you would be able to read the Megillah then so, right? And, and possible, uh, you could even make a brach on it. Why? Because me'ikar adin was tezvav. Because of the takana, we made you dalid. But you still are in a way connected to tezvav enough that on bein hashmashas, you could read it with a bracha. Shreble Yoshev said that, uh, no. When Chazal changed it, they took that din of divrei kabbalah, and they made it that now you're supposed to read only on the 14th. And even though it's less of, it's not the same chiyuv that it used to be, once it's already shkia, you can't read with a bracha, but you should still read it. So the answer is, yes, you should read even though it's after shkia. And by the way, this would be the halacha, even on a regular Purim. If you didn't get around to it, and it's already the sun is going down, I remember I've read for many people who've been in my house who weren't able to hear the Megillah. I've read for people very, very late, even after Shkia. Not with a bracha, but since it's not yet Seisa Kochavim, they're at least possibly being Makayim the Mitzvah of hearing it. So even after Shkia, you would read, and you wouldn't say with a bracha, even in a regular situation. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.